Welcome to the Center Memphis Podcast, where today we're talking about what do you want and how our wants and desires are used to shape us in every way of, of life. Uh, our host, uh, who's the best, is out today, Brantley Davidson. But uh, today, Dan Butler joins me, and I'm going to play as host, and Dan is going to keep us on topic. And we'll, well, he will not let my ADD go too far. <laughs> uh, but why are we here? We're here. The Center of Memphis is here to de- help others define reality and offer hope through the truth of God's Word. Uh, our test is that there is nothing we face in life that God's Word doesn't have something to say about. And um, that's and it always offers hope. There's always a promise, and we're going to get to that at the bottom line today. So, welcome, Dan. Glad Morning. you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me today. What do you want? <laughs> and uh, even before that, we got to talk about some of our favorite moments of the year. Uh, because, by the way, I, we haven't mentioned fully, and I'll, I'll do that now. Uh, we um, this is our last uh, you know regular session for this semester. We'll take a break for the summer. And we're going to do industry roundtables. So, see our site at thecentermemphis.org about those industry roundtables. We're doing finance and insurance, uh, sales and marketing, and real estate. Nothing happening there, is there, Dan? No, not Nothing. at all. It's kind of slow. <laughs> we're doing those in, in the last two weeks of June, and then we'll do even more. We'll take the ones you want us to do, and we'll see uh, the joys of them. We'll see the struggles of them, and we'll see um, how we might uh, work in those in a more redemptive way that uh, serves our community even better. Uh, so that those what the, those will be about, and that's what we'll do for the summer, and then. But we're still meeting with folks one on one, and so people can sign up for appointments there. And we're still connecting people with advisors. You need an expert in an industry. Uh, we are happy to connect you. So uh, please take advantage of those services at thecentermemphis.org. Today, uh, it's what do you want? And uh, Dan, um, first, what's something we've learned this year? Sticks out to you. I tell you what. You know, I was trying to think of one thing that uh, was probably my favorite or most memorable, but I think it's just, you know, that it's seven days a week and Mm -hmm. just, you know, applying scripture to every situation and going to Christ and every decision is, you know, you say every, that's an absolute, I don't like absolute statements, but that's, that's the goal. And so I think just, just having that as an intentional reminder. um, And I just know of two particular situations that I've shared with you of just being in conflict with others and, being able to go back to scripture to walk through that. So I think those, that's where it kind of connected for me personally. But yeah. how about you? So much is about relationships. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing, we laughed about it in the session this morning we just finished, I love uh, that we discovered by group um, input that Dolly Parton was the most emotionally healthy person on the planet. <laughs> that was so funny, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's a person who knows who she is. And then uh, not only is that song so beautiful, Zach Williams and her... Uh, there was Jesus, but everything about her life um, that was that, that read out and how uh, well somebody knew her and, and explained it. Um, we couldn't find anybody more emotionally healthy and uh, spiritually healthy, too, and that was, that was a lot of fun. But I'd say the riding theme uh, f- uh, for me uh, was really where we started one of the first lessons and using Augustine's quote, um, the great bishop of North Africa his quote that people he discovered before gravity, I love, this is my favorite thing about mm-hmm. that quote, but that people are restless until they find their intended position. And so until we know, he said, yeah, all things, that's what you said, it's true, and yet I've never lived it out in a day. Right. But the thing I'm not aligned with, uh, God's word and, his, and Jesus himself, is what's making me restless. 
and I can keep coming back and discover it and surrender one thing and then have three more things to discover. But he's continuing to shape and transform uh, us. And that's, that, that's the beauty of it. I think that's the hope. Absolutely. I think, you know, um, this is why he asks us, what, you know, what is it we want? You know, uh, in John one thirty eight, turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? Um, what, do you th- what are your thoughts on that? Well, I love this. That in, in John's gospel, for those of you with red letter Bibles, those are the first words of Jesus in John's gospel. It's already been clear that he made everything. Nothing was made without him in John 1 to 4. He is the light, and that light is the life of man. But he asks us, what do we want? He cares. Mm-hmm. He, uh, it's a presenting question he offers all the time. I mean, we're praying to him. Uh, we're praying our wants. Some of our wants, some of those things look like Christmas list. And some of those things look like we're going to learn and uh, in this lesson, uh, that he really desires our hearts. And so he, but he'll use whatever our presenting issue is to draw us to himself. And to, to Andrew and the unknown named disciple there, they were, were followers of John the Baptist, and now we're going to follow him. What do you want? And they said, well, where are you going, <laughs> basically? And going back to here, come with me. Come and follow me. And, I mean, I guess that's, that's what uh, I think people, a lot of people struggle with, that whole part with free will, right? I mean, he gives us the, the, the fence. I've always kind of the description of a fence or a boundary. And as long as you're in the fence, you know, those decisions, those yeah. desires, those wants are okay. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, and, and, you know, we don't have enough theological wisdom or enough time on this podcast in one sense. But in another sense, he makes it simple for us, too, that we have complete free will to do anything. And yet, when we are his and he calls us and we know it, he uses it all. And Samson's just such a great example of that. He, they, they raised him like, uh, uh, you know, a special child. Right. <laughs> they knew he was uh, of the Lord. Yeah. And they said, you know, but they raised him to kind of be selfish, it, it appears, from mm-hmm. the story of Samson. And, they ra- and he made it all about him, everything all about him. At the end of his life, he realized it wasn't about him. And he died in glory proclaiming the Lord. Uh, but so even if we <clears throat> go way out, and we're his, he brings us back, and he uses some of our worst decisions to do that, too. What about, yeah, I was going to say, what about when you have um, wrong desires or wrong, wrong, what you think is right <laughs> or what you believe, you know, which is and ultimately probably a selfish desire or selfish ambition. You know what I mean? Like you, you're, you think it's within the fence, but it's really a wrong desire. How does God work that out, well, in your opinion? First, and let's, let's go there, yeah. and first let's, let's, let's say what James K.A. Smith says in that beautiful okay. book, um, you are what you love, because those things define Samson. We're still talking about him, right? But our wants, our longings, our desires is what James uh, K.A. Smith says, Jamie Smith, some call him. Our wants, our longings, our desires are at the core of our identity, the wellspring from which our actions and behavior flow. They define us, uh, whether we want the right things or the wrong things. Um, and you mentioned free will, and C.S. Lewis quotes so good, and I think all of our past speakers were hitting on this in different ways, uh, with Ronnie Stevens and Kim Wilson and uh, Soup Campbell especially. God isn't saying, Soup was on us about saying not, not to sin. Uh, we work on not sinning, like, oh, I want to drink less or I want to uh, do this less or that. And, and C.S. Lewis just cleans that up in this wonderful quote so many people are familiar with, but it would seem not that our Lord finds our desires too strong, but too weak. We're half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered. 
So here we are thinking about license and limits. Oh, can I have the third drink? Am I still in the Holy Spirit? No, he's saying, no, follow me. Put your eyes on me. No infinite joy. And then we won't be like an ignorant child who wants to go on making pies in a slum because he, we can't imagine what's offered to us as a holiday at the beach. Mm. And he says, we're far too easily pleased. And so God wants us to want more. And yet, like you just said, um, sometimes we want the wrong thing, don't we? That's absolutely, yeah, for real. That's going through that right now myself. So where do you want to take it from here? What's the... Well, I think he, you asked that question. He, yeah. he does clean that up for us, yeah. right? He says that, that in Romans one twenty one through the end of that chapter, but he, he clears up when we act like we don't know God, we don't put God first. Mm-hmm. Um, that verse, Romans one twenty one. for although they knew God, they neither glorified him uh, as God, so we don't put God first, nor give thanks to him. Oh, it's, oh wait a minute, everything is from you, Lord? But, th- but in that thinking, we became futile, and their foolish hearts, we get darkened when we think we know everything, when we think we've got it. And it goes on. I mean, the whole degradation of society is explained in these verses um, as you go into Romans 1, 24 and 25, that therefore God gave them over. So have your desires. Gave them over to the desires of their hearts, to mm. sexual impurity, the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. So when we do the wrong things, he sometimes just says, have it. You do that for your kids if they say, I want a red bike? They're just begging and begging for something? Yeah. Have you given in this week? Oh, absolutely. Why? Get tired of being asked. Yeah. And yet God, so God says, ask, seek, and knock. Right. And sometimes, yeah, my six-year-old, he runs the rest of us. He's just the best asker. Right. It's just easier to say, take it. Take it. Just go. But that, and that's beautiful about parenting. We see is how, how much more gracious God is to us, but sometimes he gives it to us. And this, this describes a lot. And by the way, it describes every one of us. And you get to Romans 2, 1, it says, do you think you're judging the rest? Oh, you say, well, the people with uh, impure sexual desires, or well, that's, you know, uh, marriage out, outside of wedlock or, uh, you know, people wanting the same sex. Uh, desires and 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 but doing unnatural things there, even if uh, that's their fallen uh, position, even if uh, that that's what you know. Just like we all uh, are sinful as mistake, we he's saying that whole process is that's how that happened because God keeps giving us over, mm. and then so many of us are. So you can say, well, that's not my sin, and so I'm not like that. But we are. Everybody right. is falling that way. I mean. If all your friends look like you, you're doing the same thing. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, if we're not, if we don't realize we're his and we're out loving of people of different race and persuasions and different sin patterns and we're not out loving on others, uh, then we're doing the same thing. We're, we're being, uh, turning ourselves over to, to worship ourselves when we try to align everything just for us. And I guess that's the, the, the bigger point is he, sometimes he allows us to do things to eventually draw us closer to him, right? Brings. Yeah. Brings them back home. Brings us back home. Back home. <clears throat> Who does that? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I think you you had the example here, prodigal son, right? You know, that's that's a prime example. Yeah. And when we did that lesson back, uh, I think that was before Christmas. But we, my wife and I argued. I said, well, he gave him everything on purpose. Yeah. He let him go. He let him, right. He let him go. In that culture, man, I wish you're dead, Dad. Right. And he let him go. Spend all the money. Burn it all. And he ends up in pig slop. Yep. Saying what? It's even better at my father's house. 
Yeah. Yeah. The servants have it better than me in this pig slop. Yep. He's at the end of himself. He's at the end. He totally gets to the end. And that's the most beautiful moment in his life in one way. Yeah. But the most beautiful scene happens as he prepares his apology. I'll just ask to be a servant. He's walking. It looks like I've got a picture of walking up a hill, but what it does say in the Bible, it says, as he was coming, I was still far off. What's the father doing? I think he's running to embrace him, right? Yeah, he's looking for him. Right. He's looking for him, and he runs to him. Yep. Ring on his finger, robe on his shoulder, fatted calf, restores him. And that's the same exact thing that God does to David after his, after his most well-known sin. So, he, yeah, take that. Take, you got everything, David? You're supposed to be off at war. You're supposed to be defending the nation. You're out looking over your kingdom, admiring what you got, uh, taking one more thing for yourself, and I'll use even that to bring you back to me. What's, what's an example for you personally, like the David example, the prodigal son? Do you have an example that comes to mind? Yes. I mean, I think uh, work itself has been uh, the, 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 wor- you know, the worst and the best example of that. I mean, the worst mm-hmm. that I was most off the best and that he used it um boy i want to be i want to lead this whole division of this bank i want to mm. have all the people work for me if we did it my way this would be so much more profitable and better and uh just thinking uh really in many ways just that i had the solution that i was right that i could do it all yeah and then god used that uh to show me okay take it you can have it all and of course, it was right before the crash in 08. Right, right. <laughs> and so everybody finally works for me. All the budgets, all the, all the advertising, all the, it. this division. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. And he showed me little ways. Like we planned to go to Cambodia with our church and uh, you know, learn about that, and, and, you know, that, the missions that go on over there in uh, that country. And Kimberly didn't want to go. Uh, and then yet she's the only one that went. I had to stay. And, mm. and there was a big thing that was happening in uh, another market. And I had to go uh, tend to it. So God was saying, well, you got what you wanted. Yeah. And now this is the thing that you have to tend to. Right. Uh, and so I couldn't do some of the things that I knew that I felt like God had been calling me to because I had chosen a path and worked for it and gotten it. And again, again there was good in that. And there was also lots of learning. That's awesome. How about you? Man, you know, when I was reading through this, I mean, I think that and I've, you've heard me talk about this a bunch in the past, but just. You know, years ago, I had the vision to get to several hundred houses, and I was just, I would not have told you that those, the buying rental houses was an idol. Hmm. You know, like that I had a goal to get several hundred houses, and and just thinking through all the things that that I neglected, uh, mistreated, didn't communicate with. I mean, just all the, the sin of tr- trying to achieve that goal. Yeah. And then you get there, and it's like, now what? Yeah. You know, and so, but I would say that's when you start saying, all right, we marinate in God's word and listen to God and pray. And you realize, okay, how does this redeem and bless others that you've been through this process? How can you teach others not to do what you've done? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, how can God use me as a vessel? Does that make sense? Me becoming a, you becoming a real estate tycoon? I'm not a real estate tycoon. You're a real estate tycoon. But you becoming, that's not about you? Right. It's not about me. That's when, when you figure that out, that's when the blessings are just tenfold it's in the sense of just that joy that we talked about earlier, that the joy didn't come from getting to 300 houses. Yeah. You know, it, the joy came from what you're able to die to yourself and help others and, you know, to love others and bless others. So that's, that's, that's 
been the key for me, I think. I finally realized that the, the work's not about me. That's right. <laughs> that, that even even uh, uh, aggregating things and pulling things together and right. build, building a mini kingdom unless yeah. it's renewed. He took me through this journey, and, and, and now what? Like, what's, what's you know, where's he, what's he want me to take from that? So. You got it. What are you going to do with it? That's right. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. And he, you know, he brings us literally to our knees, right, as, as he does with David. David, just it's just the best example mm-hmm. we can take all of us can take our uh our presenting problems the things we hold as idols to psalm 51 but david at the end he's asked seeking and knocking to, to god when he realizes nathan nathan arrests him and says you know what do we do with a guy who had everything and takes the one thing one guy well, somebody else doesn't have he said well we we, we we kill that guy and he said well you're the guy prophet mm-hmm. nathan said and so that, that leads david to this, that beautiful psalm psalm 51 and the core of that Create in me a pure heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And he goes on to say, you know, I want the joy of my salvation. I want to know I'm in you. I want to know, take my whole heart, clean it up, and then I'll teach transgressors. Hmm. And then that what we're doing? I mean, that psalm has helped me so much. He, those words of David's have taught me uh, for probably 30 years uh, uh, to uh, know that what God doesn't desire is me giving, me sacrificing, but what he desires is my heart. And uh, when I realize I'm off, uh, he will uh, restore it. He will bring me back to him like that father surrounding me. Well, and this, I mean, it's a tangent, but it's related. You know, creating me a pure heart, oh God, renewing a steadfast spirit within me. It reminds me of that book that one of our mentors and, and partners of the center gave me that book, Sacred Pace. Mm. And just that when you're faced with decisions and, and trying to make a direction, it's like, get your sin out of the way. And I've never heard, you know, I never heard it explained that way to me before. And like this, the verse hits right in that. Does that make sense? Like totally. you're looking at your decision, whatever, it's, whether it's promotion or uh, to buy something or whatever, like take the take the pride, the guilt or the, uh, greed, whatever those things are that, that are not having you have a clear path right. and listen to God and what he's trying to tell you and where he's trying to lead you to. Take it out. Even the stuff that he, it seems like we're, we're praying about it, right? Like, right. like I, I pray, we, we love this at the center. We love to say, may the Lord, fa- may the favor of the Lord of God rest on us, establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. We had that quoted from our, uh, you know, our executive speakers, we've had it quoted from theologians, and we pray that, Lord, make this work better, establish my hands, and, and we pray that lots of ways, and yet sometimes we come back and realize we're praying it like an 8 to 12-year-old play, prays about getting better at soccer. Right. Lord, I want to glorify you if I'm better at soccer. Right. Right. No, he doesn't, his, his pleasure is not in the strength of the horse right. or men. His pleasure is turning it over, and, and what would you do with my soccer game? What would you do with my work? And he's so clear about that in Micah, um, uh, he, where he says, I'll take away the work of your hands. Um, so that, that verse that, where he established the work of your hands also is cleaned up in the book of Micah that he, he actually um, would take it to take that away from us because that becomes our idol. That's awesome. So if it's good, he takes it. Mm-hmm. If it's bad, he lets us have it. Uh, right. All for what? For his glory. All for his glory. Even even my goofiness, even my mistakes, even our yeah. work that we do for the wrong reasons is all for him. That's right. And um, 
So from before him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Um, it's all his. And so mm-hmm. he takes our desires. Yes, he wants us to want stuff. He wants us to have desires. He wants us desires to be strong. And then for the, for the wrong thing, he renews them. And then we'll have us know it's really all him so that we want him. We want Jesus. Uh, desiring Jesus. Uh, John Piper said his whole ministry, desiring God, mm-hmm. to say that that's at the end of the day. That's what we want. We want to want God. We want to want more of him. We're going to have him forever in heaven. Don't you read? You want to read that? Our pro, what the promises are? The promises for no for Second Corinthians one twenty. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Yeah. And I think you made the example of the class this morning. How many promises are in the Bible? I think over seventeen hundred. Kim Wilson told us the exact number. Yeah, <laughs> I should have written. It. I think seventeen hundred seventy something. Uh, they all end in Jesus. Everything. If everything's. Uh, from him and through him and going back to him all things then for sure every promise does um and that's why we can have the great divestment here we can become more like jesus here like he did Mm. can you imagine about him complaining making it about him i mean we can't really find that in the bible Mm -mm. so when we know we're his we know he's got us uh as ronnie said we can divest ourselves now of time of pride, of making it about me, because later in heaven, uh, we're going to be perfect. He's got us. He's removed all things. He loves us as far as the east from the west. He's got us. So he put this right back to us. And I think that shows us uh, the pattern here, right? You know, our wants and desires, he takes, whether they're good or bad. And he, here's what's neat, and you may have an example of this. Like, he uses our good things to humble us. We even want mm-hmm. the right thing. I'm going to become a deacon at the church right. <laughs> and then I'm going to get humbled. I'm going to do this job that I think's totally on mission and then I'm going to be humbled. Uh, maybe going to and realizing that the people I'm serving have more faith than me. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what came to my mind going to Advanced Memphis and you're thinking you're helping serve and, you know, coach and mentor and disciple those guys and they're teaching you more about pointing to God than you are. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. Just because that's, you know, that's who they are, and that's God's in them, and yeah. their faith is in, in much stronger than ours in some sure. sense. Go, go to Africa and see somebody have nothing, and literally when right. they pray, give us, this, give us, Lord, our daily bread. Daily they, bread. they need some bread tomorrow. Yeah, it's literally the daily bread. And their faith is stronger. Yep. So, so in good things, he humbles us, and certainly in our uh, weaknesses and when we follow our own desires, he, he brings those to the end of us, praise God, um, to restore us and to align us. Uh, and then to make us like him. So then he just asks us one more time, what do we want? Man, powerful stuff. Um, what is it, uh, um, what are some examples of something that, that, that you've wanted? I think, um, you know, even, even to want to have alignment, that would have been something I've taught and helped others with a lot. Um, but in wanting that alignment, as I now pursue a life that's more ministry f- focused, mm. still helping people with some of the same things, like what are you going to yeah. do at work and how do you have some right next thing for you? But as you align that, uh, I'm being more and more humbled in it. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe how my family's responding to some of it better than I am. 
uh, maybe at how uh, he's got the surprising ways he's gone before us uh, to put relationships out there uh, that have made this easier, the people who have helped us. Um, so he's humbling me more and more. It's like, wait a minute, who's the one in ministry? These people are the one ministering to me, God, being God's um, arms and, and feet and hands of, of Jesus. Uh, so uh, well, I think what God's placed on my heart it was the right thing, but to think that, you know, there's some super spirituality, there's only one right. <laughs> who's got that. And the rest of us, he's designed to mix it up and help each other. And so I think that's a humbling thing he keeps uh, showing me. That's how we're here for each other, uh, for him. That's great. I think this is good stuff. Anything, other closing comments or thoughts before we wrap it up? Well, just I, I'd love, you know, all summer long, let's test it. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's have anybody uh, email us on the site anytime, uh, ask a question. These questions make us better. Uh, tell us about how the podcast helps you or doesn't help you, what you'd change about it. Uh, but also say, if it's not true, if, if you see that you're seeking God's will and you're not knowing him or uh, there's something in your life where you went against his will that actually blessed you um, and you don't see the end of it yet, those are the things we want to talk about, especially it relates to leadership and work. Um, and we can, we can connect and, and put people uh, with those who are you know maybe half a step ahead uh, who have experienced the same things. And so we want to do that all summer. We're going to have these industry sessions Yep. And, and here's some of the dates. Uh, on uh, June 15th, we're going to finance and insurance. We have a lot of folks, a lot of our advisors are in, that, uh, in those businesses, and uh, they're going to be hosting that. Um, the same in sales and marketing on June 17th. And then uh, you'll be hosting with some other real estate professionals yep. on the 22nd. 22nd. That's right. And those are all going to be at the bottom of the Clark Tower, 1130 to 1. We'll provide lunch. Uh, Right after this podcast goes live, probably by, by Monday, there'll be the sign-up will work. So by, by Memorial Day, uh, give or take, the, the sign-ups will be on the site. So sign up for those. And then please tell us what other industries, what other presenting, pro- either presenting problems that you struggle with in these industries or you want answers for, what God says about them, what, what, what he might be doing in faith on these. Uh, ask those questions on the site and then tell us what other uh, industries you'd like us to cover by the end of the uh, summer because we'll do this for the last couple of weeks of June, take another break, uh, and then we'll do it the last couple of weeks of July as we head into August before starting back next next uh, after Labor Day. Sounds great. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Dan. Yep. Have a good weekend. You too. <laughs>